Day 10 of Najib Razak's SRC International Trial was like watching reruns of the previous two days. But instead of witness Uma Devi reading out her 42-page statement, defense lawyer Havindajit Singh picked through specific portions of her testimony, putting certain dates and transactions under the microscope. By the Malaysian Insight, this is The People vs. Najib Razak. Follow us into the courtroom where it all happens. I'm Patrick Teo. Plumbers, interior designers, political parties, media monitoring and credit cards. This was how Najib spent the money that ended up in his account as we heard from the recipients last week. To cap it all off, we also found out about the sordid details of the SRC money trail, how millions were transferred from one account to another, eventually ending up in Najib's private accounts in Ambank, all controlled by the same small group of people. For all this to make sense, go back and listen to episode 1 to follow the drama as the trial unfolds. Today, Najib was dressed in a grey suit and a silver tie. He arrived early and had time to fiddle with his phone and chat with his friends in the public gallery while his two cushions waited for him in the dock. Before proceedings got underway, Justice Muhammad Nazlan Muhammad Ghazali had to decide whether to quash or amend the charges levelled at Najib. The former Prime Minister is facing charges of money laundering, criminal breach of trust or CBT and abuse of power in relation to 42 million ringgit. His lawyers argued two things. One was that the charges were too vague and the second was that the charges of money laundering were at odds with the CBT. Justice Muhammad Nazlan threw out the application, saying that the charges were distinct offences, and he found no issue with the charges levelled at Najib for holding multiple positions in the government. After that, the court spent about 10 minutes setting new times and dates for the trial. Attorney General Tommy Thomas made a request to Justice Muhammad Nazlan to change the timing of the trial during Ramadan when Muslims observe a month of fasting, which begins May 5th. He proposed for proceedings to begin at 9am and end at 3pm without lunch break. Defence lawyer Shafi Abdullah disagreed, suggested instead that the court start at 9am as usual with a 30-minute lunch break to account for non-Muslims. Justice Muhammad Nazlan ultimately decided that trial should start at 9am and end at 3.30pm with a half-hour lunch break in between. After that, Tommy then requested for the upcoming 1MDB trial dates to be used for the SRC trial. The 1MDB trial is scheduled to start on May 14th. Shafi said the defence had no objection to this, provided they get Fridays off to work on other cases. He also added that, quote, Fridays become more significant in the month of Ramadan, unquote. 
Justice Mohammad Nazlan said he had no issue with the date transfers, but the matter falls under High Court Judge Colin Lawrence Sequeira, who is presiding over the 1MDB case. Tommy said that the prosecution will submit a formal application to Justice Sequeira at 9am tomorrow morning. Housekeeping matters were settled by 9.53am. Ambank Raja Chulan branch manager Uma Devi came back for her third day on the witness stand. Last Thursday, the defence grilled her for over seven hours. Her hair was still in a slick, tight bun and she opted for a light grey ensemble today. Defence lawyer Harvinderjit Singh, or as we fondly know by now as Harvey, continued his cross-examination. Ray will tell us more. Harvey asked Uma Devi if she knew that the M-Bank relationship managers, Joanna Yu, Crystal Yap and Daniel Lee, who managed SRC International, also managed the 1MDB accounts. Uma Devi said she was aware. The lawyer then asked if she knew they also managed Yayasan Gamilang Satu Malaysia's accounts. She replied that she was unsure. After that, he launched into his questioning about instruction letters and the bank's credit and debit processes. Court took a five-minute break and Najib was quickly out the door and down to the cafeteria for a much-needed cup of coffee. Break over, Najib is seen slouching at the dock, intently watching the cross-examination as Harvey continues questioning Uma Devi. The defence's line of questioning seemed to slant towards showing that there was a failure in the bank to check and confirm with the relevant people before large transactions took place. Harvey went through documents with Uma Devi, verifying names of directors and dates of account opening and transactions of SRC. This goes on for a few hours. The defence then moves on to question her about the SRC signatories. Uma Devi told the court that in August 2011, there were changes to SRC's board of directors, but there were no changes made to the signatories for one of the company's accounts. SRC had two accounts with Ambank. Harvey pointed out that Subo Muhammad Yassin was not an authorised signatory. How then was he allowed to move 20 million ringgit, the lawyer asked. Uma Devi answered this was an anomaly which should not have happened. To his question about the Gandingan Mentari account, Uma Devi replied that only Nick Faisal and Subo were authorised to manage this account. She said that the Gandingan Mentari account had been flagged as high risk due to the large amounts flowing through the account. Uma Devi explained that the bank's compliance department monitors high-risk accounts. Harvey and Uma Devi went back and forth about transfer documents and signatories before the court broke for lunch at 1pm. As usual, Najib is quickly whisked away in his black sedan. After lunch, Najib came back to court at 2pm, accompanied by AMNO Supreme Council member and number one fan, Lokman Adam. The second half of the proceedings continued with Harvey asking Uma Devi to verify more documents detailing the money flow from SRC to Gandingan Mantari to Isan Perdana. Here's Ravin. Harvey showed Uma Devi documents which revealed back-to-back transactions between the three accounts. Most of the instruction letters were made via email. In the emails, not all SRC directors were CC'd. 
It basically involved the lawyer stating the amount, date of transaction, who gave the instruction, and the signature on the document. Uma Devi on her part just verified by replying yes or no. Harvey then pointed out to her that there were a lot of peculiarities with the transactions such as unauthorized people instructing transaction and Subo's signature which looked different on the scanned and hard copies. She agreed with him. He also showed her multiple email communication between the employees at M-Bank with the relationship manager Joanna Yu. Harvey showed Uma Devi a letter which instructed that quote, unused donations and gifts unquote, amounting to 620 million US dollar, that is 2.6 billion ringgit, to be returned. Najib received 681 million US dollar. He then asked her if the bank acknowledges the money as gifts and donation. Uma Devi said yes. This was the same 2.6 billion ringgit Najib alleged he received from a late Saudi king. Prosecutor Sitambaram objected, questioning the relevance of this line of questioning. Najib's SRC charges only involved transactions after 2014, whereas Saudi issue happened before that. The judge allowed the defence to continue. Harvey asked Uma Devi whether large transactions such as these would have been flagged to Bank Nagara. She said yes. After a five-minute break, during which Najib was seen shaking hands with supporters in the public gallery, Harvey began to ask Uma Devi about the former Prime Minister's three personal and bank accounts, the ones ending with 880, 898 and 906. All three accounts were closed in 2013. The lawyer showed Uma Devi another instruction letter requesting 3 million ringgit to be moved from Najib's account into two credit card accounts. This letter was issued on June 23, 2014 and had asked for the transaction to take place one month later. Uma Devi said such a request was not normal, but it happens as customers sometimes want to issue post-dated checks. The court was told that in another occasion, the bank was instructed to transfer 10 million ringgit from Najib's 880 account, but there were not enough funds in that account. Harvey said that this implied that the person who drafted the letter knew that money would be coming into the account. Uma Devi said that Daniel Lee, one of SRC's relationship managers, was responsible for all the internal account transfers. Just before court adjourned for the day, Tommy said that Justice Sakura will not require their presence for the application to transfer 1MDB trial dates. Harvey said that the defence will continue going over Uma Devi's witness statement tomorrow. Court will resume at 9am tomorrow. This podcast is produced, written and mixed by Revati Supramaniam, Yapik Kwan, Yvonne Lim and Ravin Palanisami. Additional reporting by Beat Hong. Other recordings from the court are Jeremy Singh and Hasmiza Hassan. I'm Patrick Teo.